Chillax, a podcast you'll listen to this, our boy talk about life, news, and anything interesting. So welcome back to another episode of Chillax. I hope all of you are doing well. You know, it's like the weather seems really nice. Uh you know usually, right? Whenever I realize something, whenever it's close to Chinese New Year, the the environment, like the weather, seems to change a little. I think it also coincides with like the environment smelling different. This is kind of weird, but I I realized like okay, so before before COVID happened, when we don't wear masks, every season in Singapore, even though we don't have four seasons, but I mean we have monsoon season, hot season, and very very hot season, right? You can smell things like different different smells come out. I mean during monsoon season, you can smell the rain. Then during like um um one of those seasons where like flower bloom, you can actually smell some flowers because I think in Singapore we. We, we, I think the government plants some flowers, right? So you can smell those flowers. And Chinese New Year have, has this particular smell, but I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but, but not just the smell, it's just the whole weather changes. It feels more, I guess, sunny, brighter. Maybe it's just me. Like, maybe it's just Chinese New Year. Like, you know, Chinese New Year, good memories associate with the good weather as well. But overall, you can kind of feel that there's a change from like the very um, monsoon, like uh, cold weather to something more, more hotter, brighter from December to January. So that is quite interesting. But anyway, speaking, we're going to be speaking about Chinese New Year because um, Chinese New Year is coming soon. And right now I'm recording about one week before that. So... From my perspective, is in one week's time, and I will release this on thirtieth January. So that is like, uh, two days before that. Two days, I think. Unfortunately, right, this year's Chinese New Year is, it's not really like back to back with um your your weekends, but thank God, it is not eating into the weekends. Like when when it's Saturday Sunday, that's the worst part. I don't think that's off. I mean, it, it really depends on your company, right? Some company give you like off in lieu on the Monday but when the Chinese New Year eats into a Sunday you're like wasting you know wasted public holiday so I think you know the government really should just if it hits a Sunday they should just shift it man shift the public holiday <laughs> they just give an additional holiday and I was reading reddit that day they were talking about how Singapore right it's one of the countries like modern countries where you do not have as much leave as other first world countries and they talk about those Chinese countries. Their Chinese New Year actually have more days. And, and like, I think China have like 10 days. That one you cannot compare. Lah, but other countries, the Chinese New Year is like three, and, 3 to 4 days and above. And ours is just 2 days. And that's pretty sad. And they look at the entirety of the holidays we get, public holidays. They say it's very, very low as compared to other countries. And they were talking about, should, is it time for the government to renew? <laughs> like, just add more, add more holidays. They say, like, Thai Pusam also, like, need to add, like, as a public holiday because in Malaysia, they have it, alright? So, like, um, different races have their own holiday. So, two days, two days each for each race. It's good food for thought. But anyway, speaking about Chinese New Year, um, the good thing about this year is that it's 25 and... Eh, 1st and 2nd January. So that is not too bad. You can at least take like take leave on Monday. Speaking to all those who are working. But if you are a student then not much difference. Uh, 30, your 31st is just um 
like a free day, I guess. I don't think that's school, right? That's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Most of the time, 31st is just a half day. So that's that. And the good thing is that you have a very long weekend for all of us who are working. And yeah. So this Chinese New Year special, it's just similar to how the CNY and New Year's Eve special is just talking about my Chinese New Year experience. I don't think I will be able to do this like every year. Maybe next year will be something different, but I won't be able to just reflect on my experience because it will be the same, right? <laughs> there won't be any changes. It's not like we can visit this year. So I won't have any new stories to tell. But next year, then we think about it. <laughs> but now I'm going to take this opportunity to just talk about Chinese New Year, my experience. I think for Chinese New Year, I think my relationship with it and my experience with it kind of changes over time. But at this age right now, the thing that I get most excited about Chinese New Year is, is, is it's kind of sad to say, but it's McDonald's curly fries. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I feel that McDonald's should really make curly fries like a staple. But they know that they shouldn't do it because having it as a one-time thing during Chinese New Year really, I guess, makes it novel. If you put it as a staple item, people are going to get sick of it. And, and maybe people won't buy as much, I guess. But for sure, you know, curly fries is a superior fries. Like, like I, 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 for some reason, I still remember last time when I was young, McDonald's, like the, the, the straight fries, their normal fries, right? Was like so tasty. But then for some reason, as you get older, it just doesn't taste as tasty anymore. I don't know why. Maybe it's just a part of getting older. And you eat so much fries that you get sick of their fries already. I feel that curly fries is just a superior version in any, any way, shape, form, size, flavor. And, and that's unfortunate though. It, it, it's not a permanent item. Yeah. But I, I think one of the things about um, Chinese New Year is also the pepper, um, black pepper, whatever, right? Pork or black pepper, beef. The one I tried it before, not really a fan though. Because I think they dip the sauce in the, the, the they dip the meat in the black pepper sauce. And black pepper sauce, right, for some reasons maybe it's a Chinese version thing. Like they have a sweet it has a sweet note to it and it's spicy, which I'm not really a fan. Like why must black pepper be sweet? But I think it's just it what, what it is, right? If you go like Zha, they also have like black pepper but their black pepper is also sweet so can't really complain I, I don't really get that I just get curly fries with some other burger I guess and yeah and, and speaking about curly fries like special new items right I think McCrispy has been around for quite some time I can really see McDonald's is very desperate to push for McCrispy right like McCrispy is the it's like their two-piece chicken their KFC version of two-piece chicken right then and they are seriously pushing it. You see a lot of advertisement, but to be honest, I'm not really a fan of it though. Like, I'm not quite sure whether you guys are a fan of it. It's, the good thing is for sure, they give you a tie and a drum, but the meat is so little. The crust is so thick. And it's like way too spicy for me. I can't really take spicy. And the flavor is not, there's not really much flavor there, which is unfortunate. But okay, so that's that. Like, I look forward to curly fries the most. Like during Chinese New Year. And and it's like a, it has become like a routine now. I will, like every Chinese New Year, right? Um, all the stores will close, except for McDonald's. So I'll just go have McDonald's <laughs> as dinner. So if y'all didn't know, like, 
I don't really visit people. Like, my family don't visit anybody. Um, and this means that during Chinese New Year, like, we need to settle our own lunch and dinner, right? But dinner, we will have steamboat. But lunch, um, we need to settle ourselves. And sometimes, I also don't eat the steamboat. So, I will need to settle myself. Then, it has become a routine where I'll just go McDonald's because, I mean, it's nice when... When you can you can just chill when the mall has nobody chill very quietly. But I think recently, right, with the whole COVID nineteen thing, like last year, for some reason McDonald's has tons of people, man. It's annoying as shit. I I, I think before before COVID nineteen, for some reason McDonald's was just empty during Chinese New Year. So that was unfortunate. But I think it's like an experience that I have every every year. Well, it's pretty nice just being able to just I think Chinese year was a point of it's always a year of a, a moment of reflection for sure just to sit down and think about life and just eat curly fries <laughs> but so that's that and speaking about curly, curly fries like fried food the most important thing about Chinese New Year is, is snacks right I mean snacks snacks is the biggest thing and let me tell you what my favorite snacks and I think a lot of people is going to hate me for this. I'm, I'm really not a fan of bakwa, man. Bakwa is like, I, I, for some reason, bakwa is like very popular. Everybody loves bakwa and they're always like, well, there's always this thing about queuing up for very popular bakwa and there's this like bakwa in Chinatown. I think it's Lim Chi Guan, right? People will queue up. People will order in advance. They pay a lot of money for it. And, and I, I don't get the appeal. It's, maybe it's just me. I'm not really a fan of sweet thing. It's like anything that is savory, salty is my, is my favorite. But sweet meat is just, uh, I can't take it, man. Yeah, I think maybe the only sweet thing that maybe I enjoy on for Chinese New Year is those, <laughs> it's like damn shitty ones. You know those chocolate coins? The shitty chocolate. That's really nice. I think, personally, I think that the shitty chocolate actually tastes better than normal chocolate because maybe normal chocolate have this very thick taste, right? That very thick chocolate taste that you get sick of it very easily and the shitty gold coin chocolate barely any chocolate in it but it's so bad it's barely there that it makes it makes it very easy for you to eat it there's also the the um the square gummies like the one the gummy that is deep in like sugar a lot of sugar that one is very nice yeah but overall i don't really eat sweet stuff so i mainly eat the salty stuff and the one that is my favorite right it's the peanut the peanut on the flat cracker so it's like it's like they have this flat like robot cracker where they fry it with peanuts like little bits of peanuts on top it's not very popular i don't see that being like offered in houses but wow that one is dense damn sinful you have the peanut is very like heaty already then you have the fried cracker which is like wow double whammy man i remember every time i eat it right i eat if i eat too much right, i will get like fever or something I'll, or I will get like very heated up and and I'll get sick but then for some reason maybe it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy last time when I believe in it my my, my mother would tell me don't eat too much but now when I, when I get older I don't really be, believe in it and as long as I drink a lot of water afterwards it, it doesn't really affect me that much but I stopped eating it already because it's like you know if you want to eat it right you have to buy you have to buy one whole gong like, like the whole whole like a big top Tupperware of this thing right they don't sell it in like small packet so when you buy it you have to eat it all at one go or not not eat it all at one go you have to eat everything right 
unless you have family to share with. And, and most likely, I'm going to be eating it alone. And, and I can't... It's like once I eat... I, I eat three pieces, right? I really satisfy really. <laughs> that satisfied my craving for the entire year. But, but it's like... It's such a waste of money, though. So I, I just stopped buying it. And, and, and to eat the entire thing, it's like... I think at this age, right? Although I'm not super old, but I'm still kind of at the age where I need to start thinking about my health and eating fried food, like, so much fried food is just insane. It's not, it's going to kill me, man. It's going it, to suffer a lot of long-term consequences. Yeah. So besides the, the peanut cracker, right, it's also the, the fish ball. The fish ball, the, the, the fish ball cracker thing. So the fish ball cracker is also very, it's very nice. And, and, and one of the most interesting things, I didn't realize, right, this fish ball cracker, right? There's also, there's also a Malay version to it, you know. Like they sell it at the Pasamalam. And their one is not the circle ball ball fish ball kind. It's the long long uh kind. And their one right is they have different versions. They have the very crispy kind and they have the very uh soft uh chewy kind. And I realized the chewy one, wow, it's damn nice, man. I think the fish ball right is nice for sure. The Chinese fish ball. But it's sometimes the fish ball is a bit too big. And it's too crunchy. Then it's like you eat until you very your mouth pain. But the chewy kind, right? The the Malay, Malay kind, it's it's damn nice, man. It's long, easy to eat, and and the texture makes it for some reason makes it tastier instead of being crispy. I feel that the the chewy version is much better. But anyway, it's it's a pretty good snack, and also the very OG snack, which is the real snack. I think that one is made from potato or tapioca starch it's the white color wheel snack where where they still sell it all all around the year but a lot of people will buy in the tupperware when during chinese new year and that one is like pretty nice it's like one of my favorite and it's kind of it, it's one of those that appears a lot at, at pasamalam right yeah last time in pasamalam you will see people selling those snacks it's like they sell it together with the cotton candy and and they will sell the whale snack. They will put it in the cup. And I think last time was very popular, but now not so much. I think in Pasamalam you don't really see people sell that. It's like now they, they transition to what Thai milk tea, other kind of weird, crazy snacks like churros. But last time it's just the whale snack, cotton candy, bubble tea. Uh sell bubble tea. I can't believe they sell bubble tea at Pasamalam, but these are the few snacks that I really like. And speaking about snacks, it's it's, it's family dinners. I think this is something that I, I think when you talk about Chinese New it's not just about the snacks, the food and all, but it's also the bonding moment, right? It's like a time where family will meet together. And I think I, I used to really like family dinners when I'm young and innocent. I think when you're young and innocent, you are not aware of things that are happening at the adult level. And you just enjoy the dinners together, the the atmosphere, the uh the cousins and siblings sitting together and playing games and just uh shooting the shit and talking about things, having fun. But over time as you grow as I grow older, I realize that there are a lot of like aunts and uncle adults rivalries. And I'm not quite sure how popular or how common this is quite sure this is something that exists in all families but i think mine was particularly terrible 
where siblings just hated each other, like the, the adult siblings. Uh. And, and they kind of hated one another. And there's always like this whole thing about who's going to take care of the family, the, the, the grandparents and, and the inheritance and, and people comparing their child against each other. It's very common in Singapore, right? comparing grades, comparing this and that. And over time, I just, as I grow older, right, like for some reason, they will also extend this com- conflict, right, to the kids as well. So they will, they will not let the kids talk to me or I wouldn't be able to talk to other people because, you know, they are assholes and whatever it is. And I just began to hate it because going to this family dinners, right, means I'm involving myself in all these things. And, and at one point, I just like, I don't care really. And and I think I think there was this phase. At the start it was everybody was very nice hanging out together when our grandparents was around. Then halfway through then we stopped meeting, going for family dinners. Then I think a few years later, a few half a decade I guess, five years, then then people started getting together during Chinese New Year. And I was invited and we just go. But then at one point I realized it's like it's like then the the conflicts happen again. Because this kind of conflict never dies down, right? And I just feel like, wow. Like, I, I just, I just sick of this, really. As much as I really like to have, like, big family dinners, the whole atmosphere, very fun, right? It's, I mean, it's always exciting. Play games until late at night. That was fun. But the pain that comes with it, the conflicts, the annoyance, the frustration, it's just not worth it, man. And I just... And, and I, I think... It became a moment where like I just I just don't care about it anymore. And I stopped talking to any of my cousins or anything. Because my family also not very close with their own siblings, right? So this makes it very difficult for me. And also there's no point for any there's no opportunity as well. And I have my friends, my personal friends. Hence there really isn't any reason to do it. And I really stopped meeting them long ago. So no point meeting them now. And doesn't really help much also. Like it doesn't make my day better. It doesn't make my life happier. So I just stopped hanging out with them and and that's how it is. I think it took it took me quite a while. It really took me quite a while because I I remember when I was very young, I really liked this family stuff. And I always have this dream like, oh, you know, uh in the future I was going to have a lot of kids or I want to have like um have like oh find a wife that has like a very big family as well so we can have a lot of big family gatherings that's pretty nice but maybe over time right i just become less of a i i remember i used to be an extrovert then i become more of an introvert and these kind of things i really hated it all these conflicts and i just i just kind of change and now i no longer like it and i just feel that it's troublesome I want to stay at home or meet my friends where it's more enjoyable. And that's that. So it's kind of unfortunate. And if you ask me now, do I still want to, I don't know, want to have this kind of big family dinner thing. It's kind of fun to go once in a while. But to do it every day, which I used to be able to do it and I, I used to like it a lot. Now I don't, I don't really appreciate or enjoy it that much. I feel like I'd rather sit at home, watch shows, and do my own shit. Maybe it's just me. I've like, <laughs> I have embodied the hermit lifestyle, staying at home, watching shows. 
and that's pretty sad okay but never mind i like it so that's 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 important so besides i mean when we talk about family dinner right you also need to talk about steamboat so the kind of food that we have during family dinners and usually it's steamboat right i mean there's no other alternative and 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 that's that's okay but personally i'm not really a fan of it i feel that the grill version is much better i think maybe five years back grills become much more popular and 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 that's the way to go man you should I feel that steamboat doesn't really add anything you just put the thing in the water the soup to boil boiling things doesn't make any, doesn't make things nicer to be honest it's like it's like the worst version of cooking like like how can it be better unless you're doing what's uh shabu shabu then if the meat is damn good if the soup is then good then it's worth it otherwise it's 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 just boiling things so grilling is still the superior version man grilling things you, you can you have so many variety and can create so much great flavor from it so let's be honest here grilling is is the way to go man grilling and besides the food part there's also the gambling part right there's, the gambling part is always the most fun part about this whole family dinners and hanging out with your friends during Chinese New Year and your family, I guess. Um, the, I think last time when you're kids, you don't really play that much. But as you get older, right, I think the gambling part really makes it more fun. Like, when you have disposable income, it makes it more enjoyable for sure. Like, when you're young, it becomes very restrictive. Ten cent, twenty cent, and when money doesn't... I don't know, when money... When your relationship with money is different, it, it's not as fun when you're young i mean the, your relationship money is like oh i have this money like that lah. it's like it's not yours all right and and when you, when you get older right it's like this money is yours and you earn it and when you lose it it's not so great but then when you win it's even more fun and your idea of money is so like oh money is very important now so you know and then when you earn a lot of money from gambling it makes it more exciting so I guess it's it's a whole thing about higher stakes and and just higher enjoyment. I guess, but really, it's I think gambling is something that it's also part of the experience that I I, I enjoy a lot. And and every year, we, I think with our friends, we also do it. Like every, and and I remember like last year, it was like every time we we play right at one of our friends' house with the with the parents. For some reason, right? Maybe it's the house advantage or something, man. It's it's or they have the luck or or some supernatural thing that's happening. The father is always the one winning every year. They the father every time will win all of our money. And we are just playing things like games that are like like not really skill based. It's just random luck the kind. Like you play the in between. In between is like very easy, alright. It's I mean the luck part is mainly the the opening of the two cards and then you need to open the card that is in between the two cards like the, the amount the value right and for some reason you just keep winning and there's no skills right it's just pure luck it's just calculating the probability is it going to be in between or is it going to bust and go out of the range and and i don't know man it's winning everything and <laughs> and it just become a joke like every year you go there is to lose money but Personally, I don't mind. Like my whole approach with this right has kind of changed really. It's just to me, this gambling thing, right? 
I don't, I'm not so scared of losing money anymore. I see the losing money part as paying to make everyone enjoy, enjoy the game. And I would even bet a lot of money because when there's a lot of money, people are more happy, people are letting loose. And seeing my friends being happy, right, makes me happy as well. So, you know, whenever the parents give any ang pao, I just spend it all and just gamble everything away because all this ang pao doesn't really matter much in, in the grand scheme of things. I got my salary and all these things and this ang pao money is just, I guess, um, the cost of enjoyment. And that's that. And, and out of all the games when it comes to gambling, I think big, the in-between is probably the most straightforward and enjoyable one because people... But I think the only way for it to be fun, you need somebody that, that takes a lot of risk and they lose a lot of money. Otherwise, right, it's not fun because when your pot is so small and, it, and people play very conservatively and there's no penalty for, for like not playing, right? It makes it like very easy for people to just win the money and take away all the pot. And whereas like in, in, in Balak, it's, it's a different kind of thing, right? In Balak, you can, if you don't play, right, you still can lose. Because you always have to play. Like there's no you cannot play. Yeah, that's not what I say. It's a bit stupid. But it's, you always have to play. And it's either you win or you lose. But then in the in-between, there's win and there's lose. But you also can don't lose. So that makes it like very not so fun unless somebody in your group is like you like to take crazy amount of risk and lose a lot of money. And it's like the kind donator in this in every gambling session so that's that i think that's the whole chinese new year experience and besides the whole gambling thing there's also the 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 taiwan shows i, I really remember it very vividly the uh, taiwan shows was one of the biggest part about it man when when television was still <laughs> i don't know man thinking about it is <laughs> i'm just laughing um last time when television was still a thing and Taiwan shows was still a thing where where every Chinese New Year they have this Chinese New Year Taiwan specials which is absolutely insane it's damn funny I think Taiwan reality TV shows are like like top notch man like it's damn funny and I think I, I don't think any country any other country's reality TV can compare to it there's a even, even Singapore one is just horrendous like maybe the closest i can find is a uh, korean korean's re reality tv is not too bad like running man was not too bad it's not really chinese in your team but but it's pretty close like the kind of humor but then over time running man just becomes not so funny anymore but but overall as far as taiwan chinese new year tv specials it's like it's exciting when you see them play games and see them like make jokes like their hosts are very good the actors the hosts i think that that really makes a lot of difference and i always have this good memory watching them like i always laugh laugh until like my my stomach hurts and speaking about laughing until the stomach hurts it's been quite a long time since i last laugh until my stomach hurts i don't i don't know why man maybe it's when you're you get older you don't laugh as much or is there no opportunity or am I just depressed? Not quite sure about that. But anyway, Taiwan shows are like the banger, man. And it's kind of sad. I think once we transition into this whole, 
how do I say this? Once we transition away from TV, there really isn't any opportunity or need to watch shows that that is bad to you, right? You can just choose whatever shows you want. And you kind of just settle down with the shows that you en- really enjoy. Like, you don't really go and seek out other shows. So, that's unfortunate, I guess. The, the, maybe the good part about TV is that you get to explore things because people are feeding it to you. And you get to experience different things. Not really explore things, but you get to experience different things. Yeah. So that's that. And, and that's Chinese New Year for me. Uh, I think, see, what, what, what other things is there? Maybe the ang bao part. I think I, I don't want to complain too much, but I, I remember like, I used to want like, uh, a lot of ang bao. I think it's very common and normal for people to want ang bao's, right? And, and I just, I, I remember I complained a lot about, <laughs> about my friends, how they have like, richer families and they always get a lot of more ang bao money. But, I don't really care now because as you get older, you have your own salary, and I'm, I'm, my family is not is is it used to be big, and then but the angpao they give is very little, and then I complain, and when we stop meeting them, we get even less angpao money, and and it just became like that. Then I just like eh, eventually I just accepted it. <laughs> so that's that. But once I earn a salary, once I started earning money, I just don't really care about it anymore. And it just seems so trivial. And you think about it, all you just want like for Chinese New Year is just to have it it just become a thing where it's like a public holiday to you. I think for a lot of not really a lot, for some people, it is still like a family, like if they still are meeting their family, like their ex- extended family, it is kind of like a gathering day. But for me, like some people, it's just a day where you can just chill and relax. It's a public holiday where you can just take a break. And for those who are in a very um um how do I put it? Heavy or taxing work. Most of the time most often time they are going to stop working, right? Chinese New Year because majority of us are Chinese in Singapore. And they po- probably even the client is also not working. And nobody is working at all, and it's a good opportunity to just not not do anything and just take a break, and and that's the good part about Chinese New Year, and that's how my relationship with it has changed over time. But overall, it's just <laughs> Chinese New Year. I just think about curly fries, eat curly fries, uh, meet my friends, gamble, then chill and relax, and that's all, and. And hopefully, whatever I share with you, maybe you find some parts of it relevant. Um, and also, yeah, I think, I think I took some time to, to, to reflect on my, on my podcast. I do a lot of reflection for some reason, but, um, this is like the first episode since, quite a while. Um, I'm gonna be creating a lot more episodes, like just to have some backlog. So when I miss days, I so I when I'm busy I can miss days because I have a backlog. And I've been taking a step back and just looking at whatever I've done so far and just I don't know, listening to the podcast that I've done before and just listen on what can I improve on 
and I think one of the biggest things that I really want to change uh moving forward is just being um just being okay and fine and accepting of the presentation style and my own um mistakes and inadequacy. I feel that maybe it might be quite annoying to some people who are trying to get into the podcast and I just keep on being self-conscious. I keep on thinking like Hey, uh, am I being coherent? Am I being uh, am I stuttering too much? Uh, is there too much long pauses? And and that is something that I keep on airing, and I feel that I should just don't don't give a fuck and just accept it. And like, like I can get very self conscious when I keep on thinking, oh, I keep on using filler words. I keep on saying kinder. I keep on saying so just um. I think so, to be honest, that kind I, I think, and I keep on saying I think, yeah, so this is kind of things I, I feel that at the end of the day, I should just let it be, and as I do it more and more, it becomes like a skill, right, it gets easier, and my vocabulary becomes larger, I don't have to use this kind of filler words to um, connect sentences, string sentences together, and I become more eloquent. And that is something that I, I would just accept it as it is. Accept the, the pauses and all of these things. And this is going to be the last time I'm going to speak of it. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Make whatever mistakes I can. And if people are still listening, then I'm just going to be very grateful for that. And things will get better over time. And stop being so self-conscious. I guess that's the New Year's resolution, isn't it? Yeah. So that's that. I hope all of you... Have enjoyed the episode. Uh, you have found something that resonates with you. Um, I think my story is supposed is more relevant to those who have family problems, troubled family, someone who is a hermit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So if you are interested in um like talking to me or having your topics being discussed on the podcast you can actually share if you have any questions to ask you can always share it by emailing it to me to uh, chillaxsingaporepodcast at gmail.com yeah. so I will try and reply to you within like the, the day I guess uh, I will definitely reply to you for sure and and yeah just share with me your thoughts it's nice that I received like like 3 to 4 emails so far Surprisingly, like there's more foreigners that emailed me. There's only one Singaporean so far. Me Singaporeans are shy, I guess. That's that. Mm. <laughs> like the old foreigners may be more outspoken. It's like a Singaporean thing, I guess. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just generalizing. Don't know. And and yeah, I hope you guys uh have a good Chinese New Year and and see you next week, man. <laughs>